Welcome to Don't Panic, a podcast that shares the stories of Scottish creatives. Join me, Lucy Presland, as I sit down with friends, family, creatives and industry professionals to discuss the complexities of being a creative person living here in Scotland. Now, this is a very special collaborative episode with the wonderful chatty freelancer, Chloe Marie. Chloe is a freelance graphic designer in Glasgow who started her own podcast in January last year, where she talks with other freelancers about the good, the bad and the ugly of the industry. I can't think of a better person to join forces with as we discuss our hot topic of dealing with criticism as a freelance creative. Plus, we will be taking a deeper dive into our experiences as female podcast hosts in a very male-dominated world. So sit back, relax and relay as we explore all aspects of Scottish creative life, one conversation at a time. Well, hello everybody! Hi! Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know, I'm so excited about this. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be great. How are you? I'm fab. I'm actually really excited that Christmas is over. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's done. I know. For another year. I know, we were talking on the way up, guys, and just weren't feeling it I wasn't feeling it last year no it was not it it was a weird one it was a weird one but it's over with I feel like this is going to be a good year though I've got Mm. like good feelings about 2024 oh same I don't know why it's just like there's something something in the air something like podcasting in the air yeah I feel really (laughs) I don't know about you but I feel really confident about my podcast this year oh that's amazing I I'm like getting into it like Mm. I've still got so much that I want to achieve before I can even like I don't even know like I want I want to get a studio I want to there's so mm. many things I want to do that are quite big things yeah but I'm like if it's gonna happen it's gonna be this year and it's it's gonna get done yeah exactly know why. I know I'm totally in the same boat as you like yeah. I'm so happy to see the end of 2023 it was a great year mm-hmm. fantastic hope everybody else's new years were great too don't know when this episode's going out so <laughs> it might be like fucking March and people are like you're still talking, you talking about Christmas about? <laughs> But yeah, I'm too very, very excited for this year. I'm so excited for this chat with you. Yeah, this is going to be definitely. such a good... We've never done a collaboration episode. I haven't personally done no, a collaboration neither, episode. neither. So it's so fun to join forces. I know, definitely. Because it's um, it can be quite like... Um, well, I don't know about you, but it's quite isolating, I guess, in a way. 100%. When you're the only person... Like, I, I edit and mm-hmm. produce and you're doing it all by yourself. So it's um, it's nice to be able to discuss with another like podcast host yeah, yeah. the difficulties of it because nobody else really will understand that totally. to an extent. Especially in the Scottish things, I feel like there's not yeah, that there's much. Yeah, none of us. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get into that um, into our segments because we've got two segments, as we said mm-hmm. in our intros. We've got the first segment, which is going to be Creative Criticism and the Hot Topic, and then the second segment, which is going to be You're Talking Shite. You're Talking Shite, and that's where we debunk some stereotypes about... Um, being a female podcast host we're mm. going to be quite specific but it's such a male dominated industry I think it's like a really interesting conversation for sure for sure and what better people to talk about it than I know us? <laughs> and to the ladies <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, I always start off my podcast with um the first question is do you have a life mantra so I'd love to know what your life mantras are you said you have a few <laughs> so I want to hear all of them <laughs> all of them right so I've got I think I've got three and okay. I think it's because they reference different aspects of like my life mm-hmm. so my first one is um I'll start with more specific ones and then we'll give the nice big broad one so the first one is um act on inspiration and not obligation mm. 
I like that. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like I was doing that for a long ass time and yeah. I wasn't really, I don't know, fulfilling my own potential because mm-hmm. I was acting out of what I think I should do, not what I want to do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was quite a big one and that's something that I say on my podcast a lot of people are like, oh, you're fucking saying it again, hey. <laughs> but it's a life mantra that yeah. I, like, I really love. Yeah. It resonates with you. It resonates with me. Keeps you on the straight and narrow. You're <laughs> like, no, I want to do this. Aye. This is what feels right to me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Totally. So I love that one. And also the other one was, um, I posted about this recently actually on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I got a fortune cookie at the start of last year. Mm. And this one's a bit more specific to my like podcast and, and my okay. personal brand. So like this, this fortune cookie at the start of last year, I was like, what the fuck? It said, um, people will be listening to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I mean, I was like, I mean, what? And I'm not like, I mean, I'm a superstitious person. I don't, I don't know. But I was like, so it's literally in my phone case. Oh, that's so cool. So it reminds me, yeah, people will be listening to what you have to say. So I that's was like, so cool. It's kind of manifesting though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love that. I know. So that's another one. And then my last one. <laughs> my last one is, um, <laughs> I'm a massive Doctor Who fan. All right, okay. So I'm a diehard Doctor Who fan. Oh, I've like literally never watched it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing out. But my favourite, oh, I think my favourite Doctor was Matt Smith. He was like my Doctor because he was like young and I fancied the pants off him. Right. But Peter Capaldi was the next Doctor who was a bit older, a bit more wiser. And mm-hmm. there's this line he says, which I like totally resonated with me. And it was, laugh hard, run fast and be kind. Love that. How gorgeous. Yeah, that's great. I know. I was like, that's a nice all round mantra. Yeah. Kind of covering all areas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can I can live by that. Because I, I love a good laugh. Yeah. And like, run fast. I take that as like, you know, just do what you want to do and just fucking run at it and like, yeah. you know, things like a podcast, etc. And just be a nice person doing it. Don't Panic is based off of, um, don't know if you've heard of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The book that he gets um, to guide him through the galaxy says, don't panic. That's like rule number one is if you're in space, don't panic. Yeah. So and uh, I used to say it to myself when I was at uni and I was having a hard time with anxiety and Mm. um, panic attacks and stuff like that. And then I'd say don't panic and then sing the little theme tune (laughs) in my head and it would calm me down. So that's why it's my life mantra there you go so yeah we can be geeks together oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to watch that you need to watch Doctor Who that's yeah it's <laughs> our task I know amazing I know well so to kick things off then yeah. we're going to start with the hot topic segment of this episode mm-hmm. so our chosen hot topic is creative criticism mm. It is something that we all experience as creatives so we thought that it was perfect to yeah talk about this topic and get really honest about it but I guess what do we mean by criticism so in the words of the Collins dictionary guys criticism is the analysis and judgment of the merits and faults of a literary or artistic work Mm. but I think if I speak for most creatives when I say that we associate a certain feeling with the word criticism so I the first question I've got written down here for us Lucy is do we fear criticism as creatives and if so why I'll let you go first yeah, I mean, nobody, I don't think, likes to be criticised. I think that's, like, quite clear. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when you're a creative, you put so much of your own, like, personal mm. feelings and um, you dedicate so many 
hours and your own time yeah. into building it that when you do receive criticism it does it is hard to not take it personally and like a personal attack on your own self mm-hmm. and I personally do find that very difficult Um it's something that I feel like even in the past year I've managed to really work on a lot mm. but um, looking back um, throughout my career um, it's definitely something I've had a hard time with but I think it's partly to do with not the people who I've worked with mm. not giving me constructive criticism yes and it uh, rather just being very critical and actually in a negative not nice way mm-hmm. so it only it instantly gets my back up yeah because um because of the way that I've received criticism in the past yeah. but I think receiving um like constructive criticism mm. is a whole other ball game I mm-hmm. think that's um very valid and very important for growth and 100%. yeah to like teach you how to improve um and, I, and I'll I'll take it with like open arms you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. but um I'm very bad at like uh, getting my back up with it and taking it as a personal attack oh, yeah. at the at the start, and then I'll like process it. Yeah, and get through it. Yeah. You know I mean? I'll throw my pity party, and then yeah, I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go cry in a corner, and then I'll come back and be like, right, how can I improve this? <laughs> no, but you're totally right, and it's something that gets uh, my back up as well. Like I think I personally, I really care what other people think. Yeah, like I really do, and, and I think people that say that they don't, it's like. I mean, maybe some people just don't Aye. give a shit. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I just can't relate. No, no I care to, because I'm a massive people pleaser as well. So it's like, Same. yeah, uh-huh. so like I need to like, I feel this need to like do good and always be like looking mm-hmm. good. And um, pe- I want people to perceive me the way I want to be perceived so mm-hmm. badly that I overthink. And when somebody criticizes that, I'm like, oh, but I put my heart and soul into that. Like, why didn't you take that the way I wanted you to take it? God damn it. But like it's maybe partially on them in the way they're not criticising it the way that they should be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's any try and not take it to heart too much. I know. I think it's definitely like a two-way street. Yeah. Because it's how you receive it, but it's also how you give it. That's mm. important. And um, yep. and especially, like, I, I'm a very like sensitive person. Yeah. And I definitely struggle with like rejection sensitivity. So like, mm-hmm. so if I feel like um, I've done something wrong and I get negative feedback or whatever... Um, I can find that really debilitating. Yeah. And um, but I think that, um, and and I used to think being sensitive was like a really bad thing. Mm. But now I'm like, okay, well, if I can say to somebody, like, I'm actually I'm quite sensitive as a person. So like, give me criticism, but like, just feed me a little bit more gentle. Yeah. More gentle. Be a bit yeah. more gentle with it. Yeah. And I don't think that's like a bad thing to ask. No, oh, totally. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I used to think it was like a real negative trait but I'm like well it just is what it is like I'm just quite sensitive yeah so this is <laughs> how I would need you to yeah, and talk I'll, to me and I'll like um be able to uh handle it way better yeah, that way yeah yeah but I don't know I think you I think we should be allowed to make that point like if you're if you're a sensitive person I don't mm. know are, do you, are you sensitive very yeah very sensitive yeah so it must come with the territory then, I think. Yeah. Like, just being sent you're like, please be nice to Why me. Why the fuck did we start a podcast? I, don't- <laughs> I know, but I'm like, no, people can be nice to me on my podcast. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. No, but it's like, uh, I'm so... <clears throat> I think growing up, I was mm. always wanted to be well-liked. Mm-hmm. And 
I really, really pushed that to the point where if anyone said anything bad about me or criticised me or criticised me as a person, criticised my work that I do, mm. my creative work that I do, who I am as a creative, I would just, similar, I would like, I, I would just be debilitating and I would mm-hmm. be like, I'm a bad person, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I would internal, internalise it and direct it to me mm-hmm. rather than oh, absolutely. questioning and being like, actually, what do you mean by that? Can yeah. you explain to me? Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been, you're not really taught that, how to no. deal with that sort of, you know feedback criticism when you're growing up it's sort of like at school it's like here's your written feedback yeah that's you're not you're not allowed to question that yeah 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 that's so true why is that I don't know. <laughs> it's the school system, they're flawed. I know. <laughs> Fucking hell, we'll be here forever. So I know, let's break down the educational system. As we record this podcast yeah. in our educational facility. Know, that's so true. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I said, I think it's just like how you receive it. And then um, it's that, um, I, I don't know, I revert to, I think I revert back to being a child and getting told yeah, off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like, oh. I'm a, I'm bad and like yeah. Yeah, I just uh, it's um it's hard to separate the two yeah. I think but that was actually I mean I'll get into it but I because I put up a poll on my um Instagram just asking people how they deal with their criticism and mm. and um, friend Fiona actually put um that when it comes to work like she'll have like her separate work persona. Um, okay. so criticism feels less personal and I'm like yeah if you're able to kind of separate the two but then for me I feel like I can receive personal criticism easier than I can receive like criticism about my work interesting like I take that mm. more personal than if it was just criticism about me as a person yeah. does that make any sense no it does <laughs> it does it does but I think it's because I put like my heart and soul into like work and I and I've um somebody that feels very defined by what I do Absolutely. as a person more so than just like I don't know like a personal trait yeah I think as well like in the creative world when you're doing something creative and you're putting something out there it's your mm. work yeah it's it's subjective it's not there's no right or wrong yeah so when somebody does criticize you and then you're like, oh, there must be a right, a right or wrong. Then why is yes. my work wrong? Yes. Whereas that's so unhealthy to think about your work like that. And once again, going back to like uni and stuff, you'll be the same. Um, having done graphic design, it's like you get your feedback, and if your lecturers don't like what you've done or they want to, you to change something, and and it's like you do take that so personally. But at the end of the day, like art is so subjective. Like mm-hmm. how. Just because you don't get it doesn't mean that Maybe it's it's not for you then. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I think I've said this before on, like, another episode, but when I did my, like, final project at uni, um, I was illustrating and drawing a lot of sharks and my um, lecturer kept calling them dolphins (laughs) and saying they were dolphins. And I'm like, mate, if you you think these are dolphins then you really don't get this project because sharks are are a completely different like um metaphor yeah, and like yeah. the symbolism of a shark yeah. is very different to a, a dolphin. dolphin i was like if you don't get this and we're really and then we're really not going to get anywhere do you know what i mean <laughs> he's like oh what about the dolphins i'm like oh my, oh my god, god they're sharks they're sharks anyway but that's, <laughs> i get it though because it's like again coming back to like what i said about just 
wanting to be perceived be perceived the way you're trying to project yourself Mm -hmm. and if somebody doesn't get that and criticizes it instantly i then think of criticism as a bad thing Mm -hmm. which is really really frustrating um but i guess my next question then for us would be like when have we received bad criticism and how did we honestly react Mm. so (laughs) my i'll I'll start right so mine's was hilarious but it really fucked me up so like right (laughs) so funny (laughs) (laughs) like oh it was horrible so (laughs) i think i don't know if i spoke about this before i think i might have mentioned it but never spoken about it in depth Mm -hmm. but basically i drew really I mean, I was basically asking for it, right? I mean, actually, no, I wasn't asking for it. It was a drawing that I wanted to do, and it was a drawing of Nicholas Sturgeon. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, it was her, I know, <laughs> literally, and it was her birthday, and I had made this, like, as if she was, like, a comic book character, and I did this illustration of her, mm-hmm. you know, as, like, this, like, iconic Scottish figure, and it was, like, you know... It was done like a, the front page of a comic book, so there was like little satire comments about Boris Johnson, and mm. you know it was a political piece. Right. But in the moment, I didn't see it like that. I just felt inspired to do something, yeah. and then I just done it. Mm. And then, fuck knows why, but I asked my boyfriend to post it on his Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Twitter's a horrible evil. place. Evil place. Yeah. Nah, Lucy, mate. Ah, uh, no. I felt horrific. Really? That was evil. Some of the stuff they were saying, it was like, um, so I was like, does she even know how to fucking draw? Like, but like, it was just like, so it wasn't criticising the topic as much as it was criticising like the actual like mm. style of it, the, the work and, and, and the illustration. And that's what got to me because I was like, oh my God, like you guys like are just coming, coming for yeah. me. Like really vicious. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, my boyfriend didn't know these people. Like, it kind of blew up on Twitter, like, a wee bit. And What that, was the, like, engagement on it? Oh, I can't remember, but it wasn't great. It was, like, it was, as in, like... It was big. It was, it was, it was big. Like, I didn't want the response that it got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I should have seen that and shouldn't have asked him to post it on fucking Twitter. I don't know why I did that. I mean, people just don't like Nicola Sturgeon like well, that's a, thing. Uh, you know Aye. and uh, she seems to incite rage in a lot of more spe- normally men but yes yeah um, yeah. yeah oh my god they were all men yeah they were all men surprise me yeah exactly they were all men they all had horrible things to say about me mm. about the topic about the work about just all these horrible things and I really took it to heart and I was very upset um and God, I can't even remember the last time. I, like, I don't know when I drew after that because I was like, I just was like, it totally just put me off. Put you off. What like, a shame. I know. I was like, oh. mm. I was like bullied. It was bullying. Yeah, it's bullying. It is. <laughs> I was like, okay, Bastards. I'm just never gonna, I'm gonna draw for a wee while because I feel so hurt by this. Oh. So yeah, that was mine, <laughs> and I felt shit. Honestly, I felt. And honestly, as well, I felt responsible. Yeah. It's so not fair. I know, eh? I know. Because as you said, it wasn't even your intent. You were just doing something like fun and like. And it was funny. Felt inspired by, yeah. If you were a pro SMP, you'd find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> but the pro SMP people don't say anything. Yeah. It's like people are so quick to be negative than they are to be positive. Oh, absolutely. But then I felt responsible because I was like, Chloe, what the fuck were you expecting when you were doing a political illustration mm. and post it on Twitter? Are you mm-hmm. insane? Yeah. So maybe I was a bit naive. Yeah. Which is, I think, fair to say. But then. God, the amount of stuff that people post in 
like get away with or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's I like know. you're just doing a wee drawing. <laughs> people are losing their minds I know it's so crazy I know I know I mean I'm kind of similar with um just because of the work that I do um online I'll I'll sometimes post on TikTok and I tend to if I'm going to post something a little bit like touchy topic or whatever mm. if it's something because I can get quite riled up about things sometimes and then I'll just like post on TikTok like yeah and uh and if it gets any kind of um I always feel like as soon as something goes viral or starts to move in that direction, then you're like waiting for that incoming hate because yeah. like it doesn't happen any other t- like any other time, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it just brings out this negativity in people. But um, and in the past when I've posted and something like that's happened where you start receiving like negative criticism about it. Um, I'll delete it and I get scared and I don't want to, you know, I'll remove remove it from the situation. But I posted one just after, um, I mean, this isn't to do with work, but Mm -hmm. I posted one after the Russell Brand stuff came out and Mm -hmm. um, just about my thoughts and feelings on it. And it kind of went a bit viral and people were um, being so horrible and, um, and, you know, attacking like, like the way I looked and stuff because I wasn't like I was literally I'd just woken up I got out of bed with no makeup on like just talking shit yeah, like yeah. I wasn't I didn't even think about it like what you're saying you yeah. don't you don't think that's gonna go anywhere uh, yeah, yeah. and then um and people were being so nasty and my initial instinct was delete it yeah but then um I don't know do you are you a Julia Fox fan do you know Julia Fox Julia Fox is that she's Anka Jams I know exactly. Yeah, what you're about, her, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. Um, she she actually said that um, when she gets hate comments or you know people start attacking her for whatever, she just leaves it up because she's like it's more embarrassing for you than it is for me. Like if you if it's embarrassing mm. that you uh, are that kind of low person that you think you can just like shamelessly attack people online or whatever. So she's like, I just leave the hate comments up and um, they look like idiots more than me. And I was like. <laughs> that's like I'm gonna do that so I just left it up I was like you all look like idiots <laughs> not me and um for me I was like oh that's growth because if it was like a year ago I would have deleted it so yeah <laughs> no like, exactly okay. I get that the like deleting it like we deleted that we deleted mm. that tweet like that Did tweet I we deleted it because it was upsetting me too much so yeah. I was like just get fucking rid of it I don't want to see it yeah. I don't want attention mm-hmm. um and I won't lie there's like certain instances where I'll be like that now I should probably get better at it because I just I don't want like I want to say something so badly but mm. I'm so scared of what people will say oh, I actually start arguing with people in the comments <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm like I can't I get so arsey like <laughs> I, it really drives me crazy I get a bit of a keyboard gangster though where I'm like I would never <laughs> say it to your face but like I find it's being like <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I respect that I admire that actually oh I don't know yeah it's probably I mean, got me in trouble more times than yeah, I know, but I feel like I need, yeah, I need to sort of uh, practice what I preach and just be more open and honest. Like I actually deleted a LinkedIn post yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I went to write it and I deleted it. And I didn't. I didn't do it. Oh really? Because it was about basically right. I wanted to rant about how fucking annoying it is. Do you know what I'm going to rant about it now? Rant. Right I away. hate when I post a picture of myself on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I get the quote in quotation marks 
complimentary compliments about my appearance. I get uh, random strangers trying to connect with me. Mm. So I am so reluctant to post a picture of myself on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. because I don't want the unwanted attention. I'm so surprised this is on LinkedIn. I know. Honestly, I'll show you after. Is it not meant to be professional? Exactly. No, there's fucking creeps. There's creeps in LinkedIn. And it annoys me because it's like, that's not the attention that I want. Of course not. And it puts me off, like, posting. And I should feel good about posting a nice picture of myself. Like, you know, I'm blessed in the top top half. I've got, (laughs) you know, I've got big old titties. But I don't like showing this area like mm. if I post a picture of myself like I post a picture of myself recently where I had a nice wee bodysuit on yeah. and obviously you know I've got, I've got some nunga nungas the boobs are boobing the boobs are boobing yeah. <laughs> unwanted attention yeah I'm like fuck that it's yeah I mean <sighs> we, we we are going to touch upon that mm. um, because obviously as women you do receive um, unwanted attention for like you said you're you're especially if it's on LinkedIn or whatever and you're just doing um you're posting to with work or yeah. or whatever it's nothing to do with who you are or what you look like or anything and then that's the kind of attention you receive it's so unfair it just Aye. it completely takes away from actually what it's about yeah exactly and it's the same way as like what I was saying about this like Russell Brand post it's like people just started attacking the way I looked and I'm like you're completely defeating the purpose of what I'm actually talking about yeah like who gives a fuck that I just got out of bed like who cares (laughs) no one do you know what I mean like I didn't realize I had to put a full face of makeup on before (laughs) I'm allowed to like go on TikTok like it's wild (laughs) so (laughs) I know because we need to you know look good for everybody and then yeah I was like then hesitant to, to bring that up because of the criticism I would maybe face bringing it up yeah and like what people might say but Never then I, I'm catastrophizing and assuming that mm. I'm going to get a certain response of like well don't post pictures of yourself then like what do you expect like I don't imagine people would say that but they might and that's why I don't do yeah, it yeah yeah no I understand that so you deleted it yeah I've got to be fair I drafted it in my notes just in case I do want to do it at some point yeah and it, I need to know. Just report. Block. Ah, report. Block. And it's so, honestly, it's so annoying. It's, it's so unfair. And I know a lot of women will be able to resonate with it. That's mm-hmm. why that was my intention to post about it in the first place, was to ask, how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Because it puts me off. It puts me off posting mm-hmm. pictures of myself. Even though I want to, I just puts me off. So I'm, I'm, I don't like opening myself up to controversial conversations and statements mm-hmm. because of the criticism that I might get. But then it's like you should be able to talk about these things freely. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like as women as well. You're you should be allowed to have an opinion, and then it's like, oh, I, but then when you have your opinion and oh, you receive stuff, like, oh god, it's just it's a fucking whirlwind. It is it's and a it's, minefield. It's not fair. I know I, totally. And I've got so I I put out some. Um, questions to to people actually on on LinkedIn to ask if they had any other tales that they wanted to tell Mm -hmm. and share some stories of their own um, experiences of bad criticism and I've got two here which are pretty good so this is from uh, Richard Longmuir um, and he said and I quote a client asked us to make a logo for them incorporating a Scotland flag I did around four or five different logos. They liked one and wanted some changes. I did those changes and gave them loads of different versions. Then they asked for more changes, so I developed it further with lots of different iterations. 
Then they came back to me and said it looked really unprofessional. They could have got the same from Fiverr and they wanted their money back. Mm. <laughs> I generally Classic. I know, right? <laughs> I generally take criticism really well, but this for some reason was a had a huge impact on me. It actually kept me up for days because I hate letting people down. It really got me down and I kept wondering what I had done wrong. I even offered to keep on working on it to get it right for them, but they refused and wanted a refund. Mm. After speaking with lots of people, we realised it was probably because they didn't want to pay the second half <laughs> mm-hmm. but the way they spoke to me and the way it made me feel made me feel made me feel sick for days and really dented my confidence so. oh, it's such a shame and I can understand you'll obviously understand being a graphic designer I've had to design uh, logos and things for people as well and it's like it's the people that want different they want multiple variations of things and they'll not be paying you for it or you know you need to like I mean one thing charge for um changes do you do that uh yeah there's oh yeah 100% yeah yeah if there's they've got so like what the way I do it is you've got one um one change included in your price yeah and if you go over that one change as an extra yeah and then like yeah yeah but then but then asking for a refund for the deposit that's what a deposit is Exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like no refund. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no refund for you, sir. It's a but, deposit. But it, yeah, I mean, I think when people don't actually work in design, or you know, this person's obviously asked for a logo. They if they don't work in design, they don't understand how difficult it can be to like put it all together and the hours it takes and all these things and they just think it's like a quick like I'll just change a quick that fiver oh, job yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like but you don't actually know what you're talking about so shut up yeah it's really I find it really <laughs> difficult um receiving criticism from people that um don't actually do what you do like if they're yeah. like oh I, I didn't that should be like that I'm like but you don't actually know like, there'll be a reason why I've not done it like that. Exactly. Like, a design reason or whatever. And it's like, but you're telling me that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It drives me crazy. Uh, no, <laughs> you're totally right. And, like, I think that situation was a case of they wanted something that they liked. Yeah. Not what, like, I don't know the project in and out. Mm. But I imagine they maybe weren't thinking about their target audience. They were just thinking do we like this it's like well it's not for you it's for your it's for your clients for your customers it's for your target audience yeah. like who who is it for like do you know what i mean so it's like you, i think clients might be sometimes quite guilty of thinking too much about what they they are like and yeah. like you say they don't understand it and it's like well these are the design these are the design decisions of like why uh-huh. and like i get it you want to like your brand absolutely you want to like your logo yeah of course yeah but you need to also understand that it's not just for you yeah <laughs> and if you're and if you're like reaching out to like a freelancer um instead of going on fiverr or whatever or whatever uh-huh. it is like you're gonna probably be paying a bit more you're like but then you're investing in a professional that's exactly. like got the years to back it or whatever it is you know like they know what they're doing and yeah. there should be a bit more trust in that process yeah i think i think richard was right in saying i think they just didn't they just wanted an excuse to get to get out and yeah. not pay for the rest of it yeah it's like there's, sure. a, there's a nice way to go about that just be honest totally <laughs> totally just be like direct 
and honest and it's such a shame because then like what they've said it falls back on you and you feel like you've done something wrong and you've messed up and and then that's not your confidence yeah and then that's had a knock-on effect on like probably his next few days of working yeah yeah and totally. the other client work that he's doing because mm-hmm. he is feeling so shit and down and sick so i'm sorry richard that is a shame yeah, that's that a shiter that is a shiter <laughs> that is i know and we have another one here a second one from taylor dempsey wilner I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, but he commented on my LinkedIn post saying that during a full-time employment, I was once asked to use my VFX skills to manipulate a shot of a train timetable to make it say something else instead of the train times that was shot on camera. So I took the plate, matched it up, recreated the LED effect, everything, submitted it for review, and I got told it's too realistic. Could we do something about that, please? And that was it. I asked for clarification and got pulled into a room where I was berated as apparently the task was simple and they couldn't understand why for a V. VFX shot I didn't understand the feedback of it's too realistic that's an interesting one because they've went out their way to like mm-hmm. to, to pull him up for the way he's taken on feedback like the feedback yeah. in, the feedback initially is shite <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I've had to um deal with situations like this where um I had a boss who um she was terrible at giving feedback and, uh, you know, it would it would be similar things like she just messaged saying, um, oh, I don't like that, fix it. And you're like, what, what? what does fix it mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, uh, and, you know, like I was saying, not somebody that knew how these things work, just expected that you knew what how to read her mind or whatever, I don't know. But it was oh. feedback like that is so unhelpful and you and you can sit there driving yourself crazy trying to figure it out. Mm. Like it's too realistic. But it's a train timetable. Like, what's it supposed to look like? Well, exactly. As a des- like, I'm trying to visualise it. Like, if I was to design it, I'm like, you would... It sounds like... It, they would want it to be realistic. That's how I would interpret it, yeah. that brief. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it just makes absolutely no sense. And <laughs> I, and the same same boss I had, she she would be like, um, you weren't allowed to go to her with problems. You had to go to her with solutions to the problems that you were going to raise. So like, she didn't want to hear it if you oh. had a, if you had an if you had a problem. And then, um, so you'd have to be like, okay, there's this problem, but this is how I'm going to fix it. Yeah. So you kind of had to come up with a solution in the first place. So what's the point in even raising it? Well, yeah, because then we just end up like hiding things from her because Uh, you were too, because you're like, well, I don't want to go to her with this because she's just going to be like, well, you fix it. Do you know what I mean? It was so unhelpful. Um, And then it just causes this like horrible, um, uh, like it builds this like fear factor into like mm-hmm. um being able to approach your boss yep. with these things and and it's a shame because they should have been able to go back to them and say oh um can you give me some more feedback like maybe yeah. a bit more specific, specific or whatever but if you're if you're dealing with a difficult person that can be really really hard and then you get in trouble for it <laughs> and it's like, I mean? it's it's like school like getting taken out of the head teacher's office being yeah. told like <laughs> Like you, you should have understood that it was simple. But it's like, but, yeah, then, but you're not the one doing it. <laughs> like, do you know that's that's just what drives me crazy. <laughs> like, exactly. It's I, such a I'm, shame. I know f all about VFX skills, yeah, so I can't criticise that. I can't tell you like what to do or any feedback. Like, 
And if I was, it's be, just be constructive with it. Be specific yeah. with it. And Don't, then you're going to get oh. a better outcome. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not so, hard. <laughs> God, it's so much more time efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell me. Just tell me specifically. Don't, like, I've had so much open feedback that's been too vague. It's mm. been too, like, wishy-washy mm-hmm. and, you know. And then yeah, sometimes you feel like you need to be a mind reader. Yes. And, and that's, that, you should never be in a position where you're confused. Being able to be direct with your constructive criticism it one it should be constructive and and um be direct not passive aggressive not weird like Aye. like um riddles that you've got to like solve yeah. it's um it's it can be so much easier and so much less time consuming to just be direct with it and like you'll i mean you'll you'll get this um you know if you've sent off a design to somebody and they're like right i, can, I love this but can you just change this great cool perfect that's fine sorted done oh but can you just be a bit more creative what does that mean honestly (laughs) it's infuriating it's actually it actually drives me crazy (laughs) so like do we think then that criticism is it good is it good for us as creatives and if so why I mean, as much as I'm saying, complaining about it, it is good. Like, <laughs> I know. I, I think regardless of how people receive criticism, you should still give the critic Like, you should still be able to take it on board. Like, yeah, okay, I might take it a bit personally or whatever, but I still probably need to hear whatever it is because if it's going to get the job done. Aye. But as long as it's just done in a way that's constructive and direct, as I was saying, it's, like, going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And it's not going to leave you um, paralysed and like, yeah. um, or or knock your confidence down or anything if if it's um, done in a nicer way. Yeah, I think so because I think I think yeah, ultimately to get better as a creative, you do need criticism. Yeah, because you don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be yeah. sitting there doing the same thing. And you know, if something's not working, I would much rather somebody told me. Yes. Absolutely. Like, just Same. tell me. Yeah. And then I can get better. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, yeah, I think criticism is good for creativity because it does help you get better if mm-hmm. it's done in the right way. So that kind of leads me on nicely to the next question, which is what is the best way, in our opinion, to give criticism to a creative? So there is one technique that I absolutely love mm-hmm. and it's called a shit sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love a shit sandwich. Give me the shit sandwiches all day. But also not I think shit sandwiches can be patronizing sometimes. Oh yeah. Okay, like, good 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 point. But yeah. like I get I, I agree. That's what you want, but it's got to be done in a way once again that's like you don't feel like you're a a kid's like where they sit there like well, well we love this but this but then, but then you know like it's, it could sound a bit patronizing. <laughs> it, it can be, but like but it's a much better way of doing it than most I then, then yeah. yeah just been like that's not like good yeah. enough yeah. yeah that's yeah exactly like for example I, I, who did I learn that from I learned that from one of my clients that I work with actually because mm-hmm. he used a shit sandwich on me right and I was like oh that's a really nice way like we worked so well together yeah. because his feedback was always really really great mm-hmm. like and it wasn't patronizing it wasn't condescending it mm-hmm. was done in a really nice nice way and it was like um he would point out so it was video editing that I would do for him and he would point out like Chloe fucking love this let's do this for the next couple of videos Mm. this was genius 
absolutely amazing. Got a couple of suggestions on a couple other videos. Yeah. Could we do that? And then they would end it like, yeah, cracking job, thanks so much. Brilliant. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> of course. How hard was that? Yeah. No, it's uh, totally. And it's also, it's not making a big deal out of mm. the bad like the the negative things like if you're yeah. wanting to give somebody like oh yeah i love this but can we work on this a wee bit it's it's not making a huge deal out of it i think a lot of people do that they they do they make it a bit of a drama yeah they're like right come in for a meeting like you know we've got something we've to got something you. to discuss and it's like all right calm down like, you just want me to change the font or whatever like it's not <laughs> that big a deal like we don't need to make like a whole song and dance about it do you know what i mean because then that's when anxiety comes into play exactly and, and i'm i'm openly like i'm very like i can be very anxious in yeah, certain situations same. and mm-hmm. there's sometimes where i'll like send a piece of work and i'll chuck my phone away and be like oh i can't look at that yeah i yeah, can't yeah, t- yeah. turn my phone over i'm not looking at that i'm not looking at that i, I don't want to know what the message of the reply is going to be mm-hmm. i'm really nervous and anxious about it like that's that's not good i know because <laughs> I, I mean I, I i do the same because i create like um, content calendars for my clients so i'll um, edit a bunch of videos, upload them onto a calendar, mm. then then they get reviewed and obviously approved or if there's any edits they want done. And I'll send them off. And then I'm sitting there for like sometimes hours, um, like, oh, I've not heard back from them. They hate it, they hate it. And all this like um, imposter syndrome starts yeah. like yeah. going and I'm like, but I liked it when I did it. And I was, <laughs> I was proud of them. And then as soon as I send them off, I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're going to hate it. And then and then they'll message back like, oh, great, thanks, brilliant. I'm like, oh, oh God. All this panic over nothing. Why was I so tense for so yeah. long? <laughs> but it, 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 it can bring out anxieties so um mm-hmm. yeah making things into bigger deals than they should be is uh adds to that oh 100 percent, 100 percent. and you do sadly will it well you will experience because not everyone's the same everyone gives criticism in different ways mm. and you can respect that to a certain point you can respect that until you just say do you know what actually you're just really bad at giving feedback or criticism mm-hmm. you're just quite bad at that like and i would never be confident enough to say like to counter it and be like sure you know yeah i find that really difficult i find it so hard to like counter and be like what do you mean by that uh can you explain that that's not really like i'm not to be fair i need to give myself some credit because i'm way better now than i was before yeah like i I am more confident enough to say to get clarification Mm -hmm. with with a client if they're too vague Mm -hmm. i'm happy to go can i get some clarification on that like what do you mean by that yeah like and that's that's perfectly fine to do Mm -hmm. but before um, there'd be times where I was just was not confident enough to yeah, do that at all. It's definitely a learning process. Oh, 100%. And yeah. it's like, you kind of need to deal, sadly, with that those rubbish experiences to, to understand like how you take it, how you take crea- criticism as a creative. Mm-hmm. It's like, I always say it, like, those negative experiences are ultimately going to work towards you having a more positive experience because then you can learn from it and reflect on it and be like it does make you grow as a person aye like that was a shite that was a that was a shite scenario Mm -hmm. but I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again oh absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah and and I do I do find as well from from my past like if you don't address the like if you are unsure Mm. and you don't address it then sometimes those situations can get worse and then you're in a point where you're like oh I should have 
mm. addressed it at the start yeah. and then we wouldn't have got into this position yeah. where now it's a, a worse situation and like it can come across worse on you yeah than you intended or whatever yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but like facing it at the start then will yeah, hopefully avoid all those issues exactly yeah. exactly and I, I actually someone reached out to me with their own opinion about um the mm-hmm. best way that they take criticism and this is from um at i am jade made and she said in general i love 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 constructive criticism mm-hmm. when it's direct and thought out from clients or peers mm-hmm. But shite criticism is when it's not being thought out and it's vague and generic. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's a common theme here. <laughs> it's, it's the same as when you're going through, like if you're going through interviews like for jobs and um, you're going through that whole process, getting feedback is so valuable. Yes. Like if you didn't get the job, but you got feedback, mm-hmm. that's amazing because then you can learn from it. Yeah. And, um, and that used to be something I'd be scared of getting, but now I'm like, no, like you do need to hear it. And if it's, if it's constructive, it's amazing. It can be super useful mm-hmm. for your next interview. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's getting to that point where you're like, okay, I can handle this. I can take, I can take it. Yeah. It's grown a bit of a thicker, yeah. thicker skin. Yeah. yeah. Not taking it so personally. So the last question then for this segment is right now, Honestly, mm. how do we both deal with criticism as creatives? Honestly. So for me, personally, right now, I still feel like I've got a lot of work to do mm-hmm. and take in criticism and the things that I say rather than the things like my work. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what I'm worried about right now. Right. Is like opinions, you know, doing the podcast, like, what if I say something wrong and someone criticises it? Yeah, yeah. And do I, would I rub someone up the wrong way? So for me, dealing with criticism in my work, um, I love feedback. Give me all the feedback. Just do it in a really good way. Yeah. I will take it. Fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. But when it comes to criticism on the things I'm doing and saying, I'm a bit, like, apprehensive. Because I'm like, oh, this is my voice. And... Like, that's, like, one of the most important things, most important tools I have. And if someone criticises that, I don't know how I would deal with it. I know. Well, (laughs) something that, like, I mean, we're still relatively new in the game of podcasting and it's, like, I've not reached a point where I've received negative criticism yet because I'm not at that level of, like, it's it's probably just, like, all my pals that listen to it. So so you're not really getting, like, any um, unwanted... yes feedback yeah yeah yeah, or whatever so it's like not quite been the but but if you want to grow you've got a kind of that's going to come at some point and you're going to have to at that point be ready that's what i'm worried about yeah (laughs) i feel you (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm worried about i don't know how i'll deal with it and um, yeah i'm worried about how i would deal with it and maybe i shouldn't um stress about something that's not even happened yet yeah i mean i i kind of um in regards to how I feel about it now, like I said, it used to be something I was really, really bad at um, handling. It would debilitate me for a while. Mm. Um, but last, um, what year are we in? 2024. 2022. 2022, <laughs> uh, I, um, I got um, fired from my job. Oh, wow. And that is the worst thing, one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. And it's... Um, but it's like I've been through the worst thing that's can mm, happen. Mm-hmm. I've lost the job. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. it was a it was a horrible experience and it wasn't um it was a without getting too into it, it was it was a combination of me not doing what they needed and them being 
problematic as well so it was it, it was a it was a bad combination of things but it really knocked my confidence because that's like the worst thing that I thought could happen do you know what I mean but I'm like well no I, I did it I got through it and I've came out the other side so I feel like I can handle these things a lot better now and because I've worked on my own business mm. I've put in um I've dedicated so much time and um energy into building up my skills with it because I'm like I'm never gonna get in that situation again Mm. that like now I know that I I can like trust my own capabilities so if somebody's got something negative to say I don't take it as personally now because I'm Mm. like well I know that I'm good at my job yeah it's just I need to work on this or that and that's okay yeah it does it's not like a full-on personal attack at like yeah yeah um at my like how worthy I am to to be in this role or whatever it's like no I've, I can do it yeah 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 um I just uh don't take it as an all-round like you're a bad terrible person yeah. that's kind of what I hear yeah <laughs> you know I mean? yeah yeah so I like, need to yeah it's def- definitely something that you have to constantly work on I think yeah 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 it's like can I work hand in hand with like being in a state of constantly learning and accept that's mm. something that I've accepted like in the last year is that I'm just I don't know what I'm well I, not, I don't know what I'm doing but I do know what I'm doing I'm just like a bit more sort of loose with that yeah and I'm not as like pressurizing myself like mm-hmm. I'm confident in my skills as a designer yeah and now this new endeavor with the podcasting yeah. is like something new it's exciting I'm learning about it so if I make mistakes and people pick up on it it's also like whatever. you're not going to be like I can be a bit of a perfectionist as well with things. Yeah. So it's like if if I'm if it's not perfect, then there's no point doing it. And it's like no, like it's okay for it to not like like my podcast. I'm like oh the sound quality is not 100 percent whatever. But I'm like I'm just getting started. I, I'm doing it all myself. I'll get there, and yeah. and then I'll be able to actually see how far I've progressed as well. Because yeah. I'll, like, I'll really start from the bottom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's um, giving ourselves grace a wee bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, fuck. I know. <laughs> Wait, I know. It's 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 hard going. It is. Because um, you do um when you're creative it, it it's not like a I don't know, like an office job where you're just like in and out and you, you leave it behind mm-hmm. when you finish work at five, whatever. It's like you it's all consuming and it is mm-hmm. it is your whole world. So yeah. it's um mm-hmm. it is really hard to separate but good for people that can oh and literally like, kudos kudos to you if, yeah. you're, if you're one of those people wow i don't know how you do it i'm oh. gonna finish this segment off with a nice there's actually two quotes here that i would mm-hmm. like to say because they're pretty good the first one is in quotations criticism is something we can avoid easily by saying nothing doing nothing and being nothing mm. i love that yeah by putting yourself out there and if it makes waves and it receives negativity it's because you're actually saying something mm. or doing something mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what you're saying about your nicola sturgeon like it's because it is political not that it's like what you intended but <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's like it, it's gonna cause a reaction yes. in people whether it's good or bad yeah yeah it's having the confidence to be able to do it and be like well this is me and like 
react to all you want. want yeah, I would love. Yeah. I'm gonna get to uh, and I swear <laughs> I'm gonna get to that point. But yeah, in the last quote to to just finish up on here. But uh, this is from Bob Dylan, and he says, "Don't criticize what you don't understand." Yeah, that goes. Back <laughs> to what I was saying before, it's like, yeah, having um, people tell you that you're like wrong in what you've done when they don't actually, actually know what they're talking about. I'm like, oh god, I can't yeah. understand it. So that's a nice wee note to finish yeah. on because that yeah encapsulates. Yeah, what what we've been speaking about in terms of criticism can be it needs to be constructive sure. to be able to nurture creatives. It has to be a balance of positives and mm-hmm. also um, you know suggestions. I don't like saying the word negative. It's like you're giving suggestions, you're giving feedback. You're mm-hmm. not being negative about something. You're trying to articulate your thoughts and your feelings. But if you are doing that, at least understand what you're criticizing. Yeah, and that. In turn, will help with time efficiency if it is mm-hmm. like a client situation, or even if it's just you making an opinion about a piece of work that you've seen. Like, mm. just remember that there's a person behind that piece of work. Yeah, and you know you don't know how they're going to think or how they're going to deal or feel about that. Mm-hmm. So just be a bit more considerate, <laughs> and like, and you know, it's it's there's a way of framing things, and I think generally people need to be a bit better at it. But you know. We live and we learn, and the more we put ourselves out there, the more we open ourselves up to criticism. But it sounds like we're both working on it, which is very encouraging. Yeah, and as I said, I think it's something that you probably just have to learn um, and and deal with throughout your whole life, you know, and something that you can constantly work on and constantly improve on. Exactly. And uh, that's not a bad thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to pass it on now to the lovely Lucy, who's going to take us through her segment of the podcast. Yeah, so um, I do a segment called Your Talking Shite, and (laughs) it's basically a true or false game where we debunk stereotypes and generalisations about our guest industry. And this week we've decided to delve into... What it looks like to be a female podcast host in a male-dominated space. So, we came together as two podcasters. It's a relatively new thing for me. I Mm. started doing this in, like, August. So, this is coming from quite, like, a... Like a a research a researched perspective. Yeah. But um, the first one is technical incompetence. So, women... The stereotype is women podcasters may be stereotyped as technically incompetent with men mansplaining the technical aspects of podcasting have has this ever happened to you because <laughs> this has happened to me and in a very short space of time no so i personally haven't mm-hmm. dealt with that but i know i've dealt with it in other situations okay. yeah uh-huh um, in terms of like obviously like i'm a designer i've been around computers for so long yeah yeah so it's like i've had that happen to me in like college and uni- university mm-hmm. um but it has a podcast and i've been quite um what's the word in my own wee bubble yeah like i haven't been a- this sounds really weird but i haven't been around a lot of men I no, I feel you because like as much as I I agree with the statement because as I said I feel like I've received some mansplaining um, about <laughs> podcasting, um, but I'm also quite in my bubble still. Yeah. So as I, I think it's probably one of those things that's going to come mm. more. Mm. But um, but I've I've had a lot of um, oh you know it's it's really hard work and you know editing's really hard and like. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know, there's like, um, there's a lot that goes into it. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm not like, <laughs> just thinking it's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I also like edit. Um, I mean, I know editing audio is different from editing video, but like, 
we can adapt <laughs> to these things. Like I'm not going to take aye. it on board without knowing, like without uh, putting thought into it. And mm. um, I've also had a lot of, um, oh, but there's so many podcasts out there. Like what's the point? And, and I'm just like, yeah, I know. I know there's a lot of podcasts. But um, from the research that I was doing about this segment, this is from 2018, but it was like the newest one, the newest stat I could find. Mm. But at that time, um, only 22% of podcasts were hosted by women. So that will be more now. But it's like, yeah, there is a lot of podcasts out there, but there isn't a lot of female hosted podcasts. Uh-uh. So why um, should I not do that? Yeah. Why should that put me off that there's loads of podcasts out there? And also... I think specifically with what we talk about, mm-hmm. there's not much, especially in Scotland. Yeah, like we're our demographic or is is more niche, I guess, because mm-hmm. there's not as there's not as many. Mm-hmm. So why is it like a a bad thing? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't get that whole like. If someone was telling me that they were doing something, I'd never be like, oh, but there's so many of those. Like, why are you, doing, why are you bothering? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird uh, angle. It seems sort of like, oh, I don't know, just sort of like, it's not th- it's not a thought through, mm. like, comment. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, maybe that's just their associate associations with this type of thing. Sure. It's like, they just think of podcasts and they think, oh, fucking hell, hard work, How you, like, good luck, like you know yeah whereas it should be more like oh my god that's amazing like you know good luck like i'm really i'm really happy for you that sounds Uh phenomenal like but it is like it is a massive undertaking but of course but comments like that is kind of discouraging and it's a bit like why are you trying to put me Mm. off but it's also like i know it's an i know it's a big undertaking um but do you not think that i've like thought Uh, about that already aye it's not just like a whim you yeah. know, it's not just like I've just woke up Monday and thought, fuck it, I'm just going to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's, um, like I said, if there's if, if female hosts are few and far between or there's less of them, whatever, I just think um, we've got just as much to say. Absolutely. We're just as important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, and it's our duty to be like, you know, owning those decisions yeah. and not and feeling confident and saying, do you know what? I am going to, you know, like sometimes, I don't know, this is so bad, right? But sometimes I am a bit hesitant to like lead, like talk about my podcast as a female-led podcast. Right, okay. Because I'm like, am I, is that coming across to like, you know, in a, like in a certain way? Mm. And I'm like, well, no, it is a female-led podcast. Like who get that? Yeah, that's that a, is that's just a, what it is. Yeah. And that's a great thing because, like you said, the statistic, there are less podcast hosts, mm-hmm. like women podcast hosts, than there are men. And is it because, you know, when we decide to do, to do these things, are we instantly thinking, I can't do that because yeah. of, you know, societal yeah, norms? And and that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And also, I think, like, with our topics, like what we talk about in our podcast, it's not... Um, female based or anything it's just it's, no it, we just happen to be female and uh-huh. we're talking about like freelancing or or the creative industry whatever it is and yeah like, and I definitely try and like with my guests um because I was looking at I mean just from my like first season like my guest ratio I've, I've interviewed like five men mm-hmm. nine women yeah and one non-binary person so it's like yeah. it's like I and nine women obviously there's more but I'm like try and be as broad as possible because I yeah. want to try and get as broad a perspective as possible um, and, then, and then yeah I just happen to be female 
Yeah. So it's not specifically to do with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's um, but yeah, it's definitely a stereotype. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, there was there was a quote that I had as well, um, that I thought was quite interesting, mm. which was society teaches girls to focus on perfecting rather than building, abiding by rules rather than breaking them. Mm. Which I think is interesting. We actually commented on that about being perfectionists mm-hmm. and it's like we are taught to focus on like perfecting something mm-hmm. and men are builders so it's but we're yeah. but we're trying to build our yeah. own platforms yeah 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 yeah. and um so we are kind of going against the norm in that sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really important yeah exactly and we should be proud to talk about it yeah, yeah. And, and not feel like hesitant aye, with aye, the female led and all that stuff aye. it's like that's that's amazing like i know shout it for the fucking rooftops i know literally <laughs> um so the next one is something that we did touch upon earlier as well but appearance over substance so women podcasters might experience more comments um and pressures regarding their appearance mm. so um women are more likely to get maybe hate or criticise due to their appearance when obviously it has nothing to do with the actually the quality of the content mm. takes away from the actual conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you've received that directly with um, podcasting, but you've obviously experienced it just in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just such an unfair it fucks me Situation, off, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it fucks me <laughs> off too. <laughs> to be totally honest, yeah. it fucks me off. Because nobody's sitting there going, oh, well, Joe Rogan is a bald bastard. Nobody's sitting there criticising, like, I shouldn't have said that. Like, um, oh, well, like, fuck it. Like, or, you know, like, men don't receive that kind of criticism about, about their appearance. the way that they look. They could come in looking like whatever and if, it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. And if, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't. It should apply to women as well. Exactly. If anything, I feel like from what I've observed, they receive, po- if they do receive um, criticism about their appearance, it's positive. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, he's so fucking like. Oh, they've tried today. <laughs> yeah, like you know, he's absolutely like, um, what's it like stacked? Like he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like he's like, I want to look like that sort of thing. Like, mm. whereas for women, it is a bit more like, how do we kind of chip at them and how do we make them feel bad about the way that they look? Like, what's a what's a negative thing that I could pick out about about that that woman mm. <laughs> and like comment on it and like, why is that the first stop? When it comes to appearance for, but, for women, like, why is it negative? Well, it, I mean, I'm not sure why it's negative, but I do know that our kind of instant... And, like, women do it too. It's that kind of instant, like, objectification yeah. of women. So, like, it doesn't really matter what space you're in. Mm-hmm. The first thing people will look at when they look at a woman is how they look or how they present themselves. Yeah. Um, rather than what's actually what they're saying and, yeah. like, the value of what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think that's a subconscious thing that's, like ingrained in us yeah um yeah totally and it's uh, it's brutal though and it shouldn't and like i said this is something that not experienced um yet but something that you kind of feel like you're gonna have to mentally prepare yourself. yourself in in the podcast world yeah especially like uh, i spoke about i think it was with eleanor in an episode that i did with her mm-hmm. but i don't like showing my full body mm-hmm. like if i want to promote a, a something i want to take a video like i'll not like i don't want to show like my full my full body right and i'm like what like obviously that's partially on 
my insecurity. Right. But also, like, again, just worried in case I'm opening myself up to certain yeah, comments. of course. And certain criticisms and certain things that people might say mm-hmm. about my appearance. Mm-hmm. And that's, it feels horrible. It's such a shame. I know. And like, it's, and I, and I totally, and I think like it doesn't seem to matter who, you, like I don't know any woman that doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I really, really don't know anybody that isn't, doesn't feel self-conscious in one shape or form about something. Yes. And it's um, to do with just like growing up in this world that we live in. It's mm. And it's, it's, it's such a, it's so sad because, as I said, it, it it completely takes away from like the quality of the content, what you're at, what what the message actually yeah, is. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, when you have to worry about these things, exactly, exactly. And like, I just yeah. think it's something that, like, I mean, I am stereotyping, but that's what this <laughs> section is about. <laughs> but it's like um, that men don't really have to take that on as much. No, I I imagine they don't have to take it into consideration. Yeah, like if they were posting a picture, body, sh- whatever, they're not thinking. Well, actually, I don't. I shouldn't put this up because like somebody yeah. might comment on. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it doesn't. Um, I I I just feel like I mean there will be guys that that do, but yeah. I just think it's just such a a, a non factor. It's more prominent with females. Well, that's the thing. I think you. It's about kind of like taking ownership of it, I guess, and just being like, "Well, fuck it. Like, this is me. I'm going to post it because I want to post it, and yeah. everyone can like shove shove their opinions." <laughs> but it's but that's such a hard like mentality to have. Aye, it's all it's all easy to say, but it's it's hard but harder to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the the next stereotype. Now, this one's quite interesting. Mm. So it's a voice bias perception. So when I was doing my research on this, uh, I didn't really know about this, but it's it's very much based on your subconscious. So I think it's um, quite interesting that there's bias favouring lower pitch voices, impacting perceptions of competence, authority and leadership. So um, studies show that men and women favour the sound of a lower pitch voice. These traits include attractiveness, intelligence, leadership abilities, more competent and equipped to lead others and more dominant. And uh, an example of this is um, Alexa feeds into this narrative as well. So like uh, Alexa is obviously a female voice that assists and helps you um, while male voices carry more authority. Ooh. So, and I don't really know like how to just like how to base this on because I've I mean I don't know if you've had have you had comments people like have people commented on your voice like yes. do they like your yes. get good comments about your voice yes I get the same so yeah. I'm like that's good and yeah. I, but then again I don't have a high pitch voice no me I, neither yeah we've got quite lower pitch voices so there's maybe something in it maybe I mean, it's it's based on facts so there must be something I know like, that's so interesting I just thought it was quite interesting Ooh. and um, but I do know that like going back to a stereotype of like men don't like women being screechy oh. and it's that whole like I don't know if you've ever had to deal with this but like like I've had guys be like oh I don't like when girls all get together <laughs> and they all scream yeah they like really don't like that <laughs> and it's like but then I guess to listen to in your ear maybe that isn't that nice no no I, 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 no I know but that's like 
are you more inclined to then listen longer to someone who has that sort of voice mm. or if you were to start a podcast right and say the, the topic was your cup of tea you're fucking buzzing about it and you're like oh this podcast sounds amazing yeah and then you go to listen to it and it's like really high-pitched voice and would that put you would off you, i mean yeah see i don't because i was trying to think of like if if that would put me off i don't i don't think it would i don't think it would but then again is that because i'm used to talking with women and yeah and being a bit like oh yeah because <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> we do kind of naturally do that i mean there's times on this podcast like i haven't like i've been like not screechy but like you know i'll laugh loudly and, and yeah. you know i'll i've got quite a sing-songy voice yeah like it's not uh-huh. Now, I don't know about you, but people have said that it's like I've got a soothing voice. Yeah, I've had that as well. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll take that. That's oh, yeah. great. I mean, that's great. As podcasters, you do want to have a nice voice. Or... It's, it's, yeah, it's funny actually. A guy that I know messaged me during the week saying, "Give me a little podcast review." And oh, I know, I know. He was like, um, "And your voice is very well suited for a podcast, and that's a good, that's a plus." Yeah, I'm like, thank you so much. But what do you mean? Yeah. Like, was it suited for a podcast? Maybe, maybe it means low. Yeah, lower pitch. And I do think it's interesting that um, that the kind of traits of a lower pitch voice have all these, um, like, intelligence and leadership yeah. abilities. Like that, because yeah. that's just purely by chance, surely, what your voice is. Yeah, that's not... There's nobody's, you know, I'm not more intelligent because I have a deeper voice. <laughs> but, like... If that means that somebody perceives you as more intelligent, then I think that's just quite interesting. That is really interesting. I would love to see like major studies in that because mm. I reckon it's like I'm trying to think of an authori- authority figure who had a really high pitched voice. <laughs> but hmm. I can't think of one. But then I feel like a high pitched voice is it's like wh- what's your perception of a high pitched voice? Like what's my perception of a high pitched voice? Like yeah, I don't think nobody speaks like that. Like nobody actually speaks <laughs> like that. Oh, Gypsy Rose, Blanchard. except from Gypsy Rose, <laughs> been watching all her content. What the like, fuck? But she's yeah, like she's gonna be minted by the time she's like fucking Mate, at the end of the year. I watched someone's like um, following her growth on TikTok, and <laughs> she went from one point seven million followers to six million in one day oh my god like she'll be raking in the money on those sponsorships one of, her, one of her videos has got like 75 million views or something on it what the fuck like that's fucking wild and she's got a high-pitched voice she does have a high-pitched voice is she an authority figure though <laughs> <laughs> i mean it depends who you're talking to maybe i don't know <laughs> She's an interesting case, that one. Shit. Aye, there's a, it's very controversial, for sure. Yeah. Like, oh We're God. watching her documentary tonight, actually. I think it's came out. She's released oh, yeah. a documentary. And a, she's got a big deal. She's got a fucking... Sorry, it's this is like, so off topic. I know, but, but it's like that Inventing Anna. Remember, she came out of jail. Who's that? Have you not watched Inventing Anna? It was on Netflix. It came oh, out... It was like two. Not. It was like two years ago. It was massive. Mm. And it's that when she's... she's oh, what was it she says? Like... Um, Oh, I can't remember, but like there's so many memes about her, like from the TV show. Right. But she's she was in jail, but she's been released. But like she was getting like 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 fucking like she, she was getting like interviews and like book deals and all that. Like it's the exact same situation. We live in a very strange world. I know. Let's glamorize this. Oh, I know. It's wild. Like I seen um, I was actually pissing. This is so off topic, but um, <laughs> there's there's these girls on TikTok and they were doing um, do you know the film Chicago? Yes. 
And they were singing this song. It's like, the name on everybody's lips is going to be Gypsy. And they were like, they did the whole song, but about Gypsy. And it, I was like, oh my God, she is. Roxy Hart, yes. like she's coming, she and she's just like, I was like, that's amazing. Like they need to remake the film, but like cast Gypsy Rose. I like, it's so funny, but yeah, I think there is. Um, I think there might be a bit of truth. truth yeah, to that. yeah, I think there might be, but yeah, we'll need to think of some. Uh, leave a comment, anybody, Ooh, authoritative yeah. figure with a high pitched voice. I wanna, I wanna know. I know, <laughs> I know. Or a podcast that you listen to that has someone with a high yeah. pitched voice. Yeah. No hate to high pitched voice, by oh, the way, no, guys. Oh no, absolutely. We'll love your vo- any voice. I know. I don't. I mean, I'll, I'll listen to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, next one is um, assumed lack of authority. So touched on this a wee bit with the voice, but women podcasters may not be taken as seriously, particularly in providing advice or showcasing knowledge. So I think like a lot of um, misconceptions about maybe female-led mm-hmm. podcasts is that we're kind of pigeonholed into talk about like female issues or feminist issues yeah. and uh, or content that's only for females. Mm. And that's definitely as I said before, not what we're doing. Mm-mm. We're very like, we're, we're talking about our kind of, an, um, our industries um, and yep. it's not gender specific at all. Yep. But I do think that this is true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to guess that like a lot of um, men probably like the majority of men listen to um, topics mm-hmm. uh, like podcast topics that aren't um women led yeah so i was having a look at um like genres and the genders Mm -hmm. so like what women listen to when it comes to podcasts and what men listen to Mm -hmm. and um top on both lists is comedy for both so that's great but then men's main topics are like comedy sports tv movies documentaries education interesting women are comedy true crime love and relationship entertainment and celebrity education and wellness and Mm self-improvement and what i think is interesting about this is that yeah women tend to talk more or listen more about love and relationships wellness self-improvement it's it's about like um improving yourself learning more how to do better like how to um improve your love life whatever it is Mm -hmm. and men don't they avoid those topics entirely they do which which is um I think interesting because I'm like, guys, you could learn something. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? From listen to We Love and Relationship podcast. Like, it's not only for women. Mm-hmm. Those topics are for men just as much because, like... Everyone. They're for everybody. And you could learn You could, You could. could learn to be better. Like, I mean... <laughs> that's a, that's a thing, but, like, I just think... Um, be better. Be better. <laughs> but um, I... Uh, I listen to these guys or to my um, like my favorite podcast probably um, called Shits and Gigs, and it's two male hosts. Mm-hmm. And something that they mention often is that their audience is seventy percent female. Interesting. And I always thought that was so interesting because yeah. they um, they're not like a love and relationship podcast. They're they're very general, more comedy, um, but they do talk about like relationship stuff. Yeah. And um, and I love personally hearing from like a male perspective on these things because it's a perspective that I don't have, and um, and obviously their audience reflects that. Mm-hmm. But 
it's a challenge to to men out there listening to podcasts to to maybe take a leaf out of that book and like listen to some female-led ones and you might learn another perspective Uh, right do you know what i mean it's not um it's it's only gonna uh i don't know like develop your understanding of how women work exactly and that's not a bad thing because we'll we'll do it yeah exactly i mean yeah exactly um, so I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, no, I think definitely. And thinking even like literally, that was so funny. The the podcast that I listen, I listen to. Mm. I'm a female. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of true crime. Yeah, see, true crime is huge with women. Why? Um, what I've, I've I've looked into this, and I think I mean personally, I don't actually listen to true crime stuff, but a lot of women like to listen to it because um, they get a lot of, um, like, safety out of it. Like, as in, like, (laughs) they'll learn how to deal with, like, if they got into any of these situations, because normally it's women that get Mm -hmm. uh, attacked or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And and it's learning how to get out of these situations because they're more likely to be put in them. Fucking hell! I thought I was just listening because I just really like a good no, but crime you, story. I'm not saying I'm not. It could be a mixture that, of both. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not pushing that narrative on you, but like it's it's um that's just from from what mm. when I was looking into it, it's like women find it relatable. Wow. Which is crazy. That <laughs> we can finish the podcast there, guys. Because the point made. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. But, um, and love and relationships. Also, Sai. Um, I don't know if you've listened to it. It's called Being Her. No, no. I think a lot of men should listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's called. It's brilliant. It's about um, harnessing your feminine energy, and mm. she like. Oh my god, she's called Margarita, and she just like she's like a wee therapist, and she's just great. She's oh, just love. great, yeah. And she like makes me feel so powerful, and like, but she talks a lot about love and really, it's literally about love and relationships, yeah, yeah. And, and it just like, you know, it's not, it's not heavy, like it, it it's 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 reasonable. Mm-hmm. Is the word I'll be looking for. Mm, like it, right. it's thinking about both parties. It's yeah. not all one sided about women. It's just like she talks about men and how their responsibilities and relationships and stuff. So mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, I think yeah, men should probably listen to, to those sorts of podcasts as well. <laughs> but maybe we should listen to more sports soon. Exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm in, like I I mean to be fair, like I'm surrounded by sports like most weekends i don't feel a need to like go and listen, listen to, to it, it. Yeah. in a podcast I know. so that's i mean I've, I've actually been asked to go on a sports podcast once yeah and i ch- oh my god chickened out because i'm a woman oh no way yeah what I, like genuinely that was the genuinely reason? the reason is because I, I didn't feel like i could hold myself in a podcast with men talking about football oh that's so interesting yeah i said no wow yeah. maybe if they ask you again you should do it. Oh, well, and just you felt like you'd be, you wouldn't be listened to, or your opinion wouldn't be as yeah. important. Yeah, because I because I'm a woman and what do I know about football? Whereas that, I'm literally there every single weekend, and and right, I, you'll know about football. I know about football. Yeah, yeah. But like my inter- internalization of it is, um, I can't do that because that's so interesting. Yeah, I, I. And that's the thing, like what what I was saying. Um, it's about like the women aren't taken as as seriously, or mm-hmm. that you have an understanding. So like you obviously, like you said, you 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 
are involved yeah. with football like yeah. you know what you're talking about but in that type of space you you I don't maybe feel, revert back yeah mm-hmm. and um and and that's the thing like going back to maybe men listening more to the kind of female-led podcast um like they're talking about stuff that actually you don't know about like you'll learn mm. there's so much to learn yeah from these things yeah that's that's crazy yeah yeah so interesting though i know it's, i know it's and andrew because it was andrew so it's basically it was uh, the airdrie airdrie have airdrionians football team have a podcast mm. uh, well a fan podcast um and i'm just like just go on, you'll be fine i'm yeah. like i'm like i can't i was like i can't and also they've a- also asked me to like um do co because andrew does the commentary for the football for oh, the football cool. club uh-huh. and um i'm up there every weekend like in the commentary box with him and they're oh. all they're like you know they're always hinting like oh you should do co-coms no you'll have such a unique perspective as well i know because you're literally up there i know yeah like, oh my I, god and i do i do know and andrew says it cool you do know what you're talking about and i'm like i'm shit scared of the criticism mm. i'm shit scared of the opinions i'm shit scared of if i crumble and because i've got this imposter syndrome about it already mm. that that's going to feed into it and i'm going to end up doing a bad job mm. because i'm You're thinking about before it's happened I, literally yeah. yeah but it's because of you know but this. you can but you literally run your own podcast that's what i just said it's like you do a fucking podcast claim you are the host i exactly you, and you're just but it's because it's because i associate it with it's male dominated yeah. and i worry in case i would be swallowed yeah and i would just I get it. crumble yeah I totally get the fear it's just such a shame that's like a great example though I know, I know. I can't believe I even think about that. I'm like, oh my God. That's wild. Um, right, we'll move on. The last one um, is uh, chart dominance discrepancy. So male podcasters dominate the charts, contributing mm. to the underrepresentation of women. Mm-hmm. So as I said before, like women don't take up a huge space in the podcast world. Um, there's also a lot, a lot less women listen to podcasts as well mm. um so it's kind of male dominated on all fronts mm-hmm. and therefore the charts like you know your top 20 podcasts of the year all that stuff is is dominated by men yeah and um and i so I, I do think that that isn't i think that is true yes but yep. the only way to really counteract that is have more women listen to podcasts and have more women hosts literally yeah took the words out of my mouth so exactly exactly and it's like we need to pave the way for that and make it a bit more attainable and a bit more desirable for for mm. women mm-hmm. because it's such a fantastic medium for learning yeah. mm-hmm. for like see my even my communication skills have gotten way better mm. you know being able to articulate my thoughts and feelings being able to have be confident in what i'm saying yeah. and what i'm doing like in terms of like i, I like a, a medium podcasting is so powerful mm-hmm. and i think if p- women were able to f- harness it yeah and listen to it and also do it yeah fucking hell like yeah. it would be amazing absolutely and um there was a quote actually that i found that 
I liked it was um, I think stories have the power to really change things and it's so and so it's really important that women are podcasting it's like Mm. we have we do have so much to say and we have so much life experience and yeah um for whatever it is whatever you want to talk about yeah um like you said even if it's like if you're a woman that's like really into football like talk about it like it's it's (laughs) like I know it's um it's one of those things it's easier said than done but like the only way to counteract it is just to be more proactive mm. in it and take up that space. Yeah, exactly. And do you know a good example of this mm. that kind of maybe says, I mean, it's, it doesn't say, it kind of makes it more positive, this, mm-hmm. this stereotype and a bit less true. Mm. But basically, there was a podcast I listened to called Red Handed mm-hmm. and they won the podcast awards for the fourth year. I think it was the fourth year in a row or oh, third brilliant. year in a row. Yeah. But it's two women. Oh, amazing. And they started it in lockdown and they <laughs> spoke about it in the episode um, when they got back um, from from the, the awards and they were like, the faces in that room they were like the get yeah but talking about it was like they were like all the big male podcasters in that room that thought they were winning that Mm -hmm. and then these two you know non-celebrity women who started this podcast in lockdown just fucking run away with it every year i'm like i love that so much that's amazing (laughs) i love it (laughs) and like i think um yeah, as I said, take up that space. Like that's amazing. Yeah, it needs to happen more. And but the only way that like these podcasts get pushed up there is by like listeners. So I mean, men and women just should listen to more female-led podcasts in general. Yeah. And um, I was going to ask you, yeah, if there was any. I mean, red is a red-handed. Yes. Look them up. I was going to say if there was any that you listened to that you wanted to recommend, like female-led or yeah, just or, in general. I mean in general but I was gonna have a look so one of the ones I listened to I mean speaking of <laughs> love and relationships um one of my favorites is called horrible decisions <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's two uh, women that just talk about the most wild shit like it's wild I love that but um, it's so funny and they're so good and really sex positive really mm-hmm. um like uh, they talk about everything under the sun. They have yep. like uh, like porn stars and OnlyFans people and every like men, and, men and women, but everybody coming on and talking about talking about these things. And it's like a safe space uh-huh. for it, and uh, it's it's hilarious. So I highly recommend them. Okay, I am definitely listening to that. Mm. The ones that I listen to that are female led, I listen to quite. A f- I actually listen to quite a lot. I, I've got quite a good balance, I think. Yeah, same. Um, to be honest, so the ones I mainly listen to are Red Handed, which is two women, mm. the Creative Boom podcast, which is hosted by Katie Cowan um, mm-hmm. from Creative Boom, and also the Peaceful Service Pro, which is by Seals Lockley. It was previously called Fiercely Freelance, mm. but she's changed it um, recently. But she's great. She does that on her own as well. She mm-hmm. hosts it. She knows her fucking shit. She's amazing. Um, women at Work, again, that's hosted by Hey Studio. It's all women that do it, obviously. Um, get Clitter It. Nice. <laughs> again, sexual, uh-huh. um, love and relationships, really great, really honest, mm-hmm. totally candid and just, yeah, really relatable. Another one, <laughs> because I love film as well, uh-huh. like uh, the Frank Film Club, and it's actually uh, three women, and one of them is Maisie Williams. From oh, Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's a good podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's probably my main female-led ones. Um, and your one. 
Yeah. And my one. <laughs> on your one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. <laughs> well, hopefully you're listening yeah. to it. Right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got, um, yeah, I said horrible decisions. I've had it um, to, they're like middle-aged women um, from like Texas, but they're very, very left-wing and they just talk about things that they've had it with. So they just complain for like <laughs> an hour and I love it. They And um, they're really funny. And uh, cancelled um, with Tana Mojo. Oh, no. She's like a YouTuber. Um, Why like, do I recognise that name? She's I know exactly who that is. I know exactly who that is. Cancelled, but that's but that's just kind of like entertainment. Yeah. So by see and uh, one that I um, really loves ahead of the curve uh, with Coco Moco. Oh, what name! I know it's a great name. She's um, a marketer and like kind of trend forecaster. Um, So she talks. It's really good for marketing um, podcasts. Talking about um, just like what is so that her newest one's a salt burn analysis. Uh, but she'll she'll look at um what's trending, what's coming up, uh, what to pay attention to in the world of marketing. It's really interesting. Um, and then the rest, I listen. I mean, the majority of the podcasts I listen to are um drag queen podcasts as well. So <laughs> a lot of gay men, yeah, uh, which is which I love. And I love um, but yeah, so there's there's I mean there's obviously so many. There's so so much choice. Um. But I just thought it'd be nice to shout out a few. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and just quickly as well, like mm. um, I mean, I mean, I'm I've just brought up my percentages in terms of who listens oh, yeah, to my yeah, own. Yeah, I know, and I, I'm so shocked. I haven't checked in a while, mm-hmm. and it's changed. So okay. previously, more females listen to my podcast. Now I've got fifty two percent male and forty one percent female. Wow, I'm shocked by that. Hello, I'm, men. <laughs> Hello. See, I'm I'm seventy six percent female, yeah, and twenty two percent male, currently. Yeah. Um. Interesting. I know it is, it is interesting. I'm, I'm like, and oh yeah, and then five percent non specified, two percent non binary. Do Do you know um your kind of ratio of like guests? Like, do you think you've? I've definitely had men? more females. Oh, okay, that's so that's really good. That is good. Yeah, okay, I know. Great. I know. <laughs> We're I breaking know. barriers, guys. And something that I've noticed as well, that mm. males are more likely to be vocal mm-hmm. about when they've listened to it, what they think about it. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, I've, I've had obviously messages from females as well, absolutely. Yeah. But most... Yeah, it's... ladies, give us reviews. <laughs> yeah, come on. Female, females, <laughs> we want to hear you. But that's really interesting. Hear ah. your voices. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, your talking shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's some interesting things and in, in food for thought. Yeah, for sure. Now we are doing another quick cheeky segment because mm-hmm. I do this with every guest that I have on the podcast and it is the movie and pie segment. Yeah. So yeah, I get my guests on and I'll ask them so randomly what their favourite movie of the week is and the tastiest pie they've ever had. Right, so I had to rethink about this because um, I've got my favourite movie of all time <laughs> <laughs> but then my favourite current movie was Saltburn that's uh, what I was going to say so you've not seen it I'm dying to see it it's really good I want to watch it again because I feel like it's it's there's a lot of um, like symbolism in it so I feel like mm. I want to rewatch to like try and pick up on a bit more but um, yeah really enjoyed it I think it's on Amazon Prime at the moment I might just buy it because I don't have Amazon Prime right but I'm, I, can, I can just 
I've just put was by. Yeah, so I mean, so good. I think particularly enjoyed it because it's based in like 2006, so it's that like it's very nostalgic time period for me. Like the um, the the soundtrack is like oh, amazing, nice. um, and the the whole overall aesthetic, like what they're wearing, it's all it's so like peak, like. Uh, well, how old was I in 2006? Would have been like 14 or something, 14, 15. So like teenage years, like um, it really like captures it really, really well. Yeah. And um, Jacob Elordi, oh my days. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you know him? I do. Do you watch Euphoria? Euphoria. Mm-hmm. But he was an arsehole in Euphoria, but he's like a beautiful, like like you're meant to fall in love with him, yeah. like his character. So it's like, it's, oh, I love him. So yeah, that film for me at the moment. Um, oh, okay. Need to watch I need it. to watch it. Yeah, because me, we were gonna go see it at cinema, but there was like, like the cinema times, like it wasn't out for mm. that very long, and I was no. just like, ah. and then it was just on available. I was like, okay, and I think it. I mean, I was loving the TikToks of um because it obviously came out just before Christmas mm-hmm. and people like sitting down watching it with their families <laughs> and then like their parents like <laughs> honestly I would not watch. Don't watch that film with your parents. Oh right, because <laughs> I've seen a lot of like. Yeah, I watched it with my like brother-in-law, and it was just the two of us. And I was like, "This is a little bit," (laughs) 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 but um, it's uh, it's got uncomfortable moments in it. But I quite like that. I like it's a you know, it gives you a feeling of something. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) what is it? Something. (laughs) What's what's your favorite? So my movie of the week would probably be. <laughs> I've seen quite a lot of films since I last done a movie. Right. Uh huh. I'm trying to pick what one I want to speak about. Um, probably Godzilla minus one. Oh, my sister went to see that. She said it was amazing. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I ha- I've not seen it, but I've heard it's amazing. It was incredible. Are I was you a emotional- big Godzilla fan. So, <laughs> long story short, my partner's brother is massive uh-huh. Godzilla fan, right. and we've sort of indulged them a wee bit and started watching some Godzilla movies and. It is really really good and obviously we wanted to go see that new film because yeah. it actually like genuinely just I was like I actually just really want to go see that because it looks very very good yeah so we went and seen it before we were going to a wedding <laughs> nice <laughs> like pre-Godzilla movie before the, before the wedding it was um, it was emotional yeah it was inspirational <laughs> it was scary it was like so tasteful mm. because of the way that they've like kind of it's like so basically it's a celebration it was like an anniversary sort of celebration yeah. so they've like there's a lot of like um easter eggs from like the, the first original, ever yeah, yeah. and it's uh-huh. just like the way they've made godzilla in that film is so cool it looks so real but the way it moves still looks like it's like the first ever godzilla like from the 50s oh, i don't know how they've done it that's cool but it just looks fucking amazing the cinematography is sensational the whole storyline the whole plot it was an emotional roller coaster I'll need to watch it because I, I one of my favorite films is the the is it the when was it 1997 one? Oh, with the the babies yeah. and the and t- and uh, the Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Oh my god, that film uh, was my childhood. Like, was it? Oh, loved it so much. 
every time we went over the fourth row bridge, um, we would scream Godzilla because we thought he was going to like break through the bridge and like come up. Like it's just I, that sounds so nostalgic to me. I love that. <laughs> yeah, such a good one. But yeah, I think those are two really good movie choices. What mm-hmm. should I? My pie. Your pie. Well, this is. <laughs> I was like pie, my best pie. I couldn't. Well, this is the thing. I. I'm vegetarian, so like savoury pies. I can't remember the last time I had a savoury pie. I used to love steak pies. <laughs> no, I, I I don't like a fish pie. Do you like fish pies? Who likes fish pie? People were like, I I, I think I, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but they were like fish pie. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what what can you recommend me a good savoury veggie pie? A good savoury veggie pie. I had a. <laughs> well, this wasn't like. Um, I've had like a sweet potato pie oh, once. I do like a sweet potato. It was really, really good, but it was like homemade. Mm. So it wasn't like from a shop. Yeah. So it's like, get, maybe look for shop made <laughs> sweet potato situation. Okay. It's going to annoy me that I can't remember. Because I, like, I love pastry. Mm. Pastry is like my favourite. Oh. But like sweet and savoury. Mm. L- love pastry of all types. Yeah. So if I can find a good veggie pie I'd, I'd eat it you know what I mean <laughs> like, well that's the mission we need to find you one so yeah I don't really have an answer for it apart from um that I'm up for trying some yeah. <laughs> some more pies <laughs> so oh um oh did I have oh fucking hell I will remember I like for a macaroni you. pie does uh, of course that counts but um tell me why Greg stopped selling them ah uh, no Somebody I could, else I could brought rant about Greg's for a long time. That's <laughs> a niche topic. I know. Greg's. <laughs> Greg's and fucking macaroni pies. But like it's weird. They don't have many veggie options and then they had the macaroni pie and then they took it away. And now you've just got vegan sausage rolls. Which are shite. They always look anemic. Mm. <laughs> They're so pale. <laughs> They're so pale. They look ill. <laughs> I miss that like actual... <laughs> pastry you know oh uh, sick and could, lovely and, yeah right yep. about the flaky pastries forever. well we'll find you one yeah <laughs> my, mines of the week uh my do you have a pie of the week like do you have a weekly pie mate I, when i tell you i eat loads of pies right okay i really underestimated i eat pies okay but now this is more of an incentive mm. because i do have this segment on my podcast fair again i need to have to have more pies than I usually do now <laughs> so I'm not I'm not against that but uh, obviously my New Year's Day steak pie which I didn't have mm. on New Year's Day I had it on New Year's Eve that's quite a thing eh like a, a pie a steak pie on New Year's Day aye yeah. I, I had it on Hogmanay this year and yeah. oh my god it, it was from a uh, butcher's in Bathgate mm. it was fantastic oh, a proper like fancy one proper homemade yeah. slow cooked beef gravy the the, the the pastry was sensational. It was flake in the top, but it was still sort of buttery and thick. Nah, it was amazing. Nah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go for a hunt for a veggie steak pie. That that must exist. Somewhere. It will. A hundred percent. It will. Must. Because that would be my idea of heaven. <laughs> it would. <It's> like. <laughs> Oh, I know it's like turning into fucking Nigella, isn't it? I know. The butter, butter, the buttery, 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 flaky. Yeah. <laughs> so 
good. <laughs> but yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> amazing choices. But that is the end of the episode, guys. Yeah. Oh, that was so fun. I know. I was. We spoke about a lot of tasty, juicy stuff there. Good rants. But we have we had a good balance of rants and also facts. We yeah, love facts. We stats. love a fact. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> love that. <laughs> no, it was really, really great um, chatting to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this very special episode of the Don't Panic podcast, co-hosted by the wonderful chatty freelancer Chloe Marie. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us breaking stereotypes of being female podcast hosts and picked up some tips on how to deal with criticism as a creative. You can find links to Chloe's socials in the description below and don't forget to follow Don't Panic on Spotify and Apple Music.